Welcome to the Roadie Runback episode 27 and I have a great interview for you guys today with UMass Dartmouth guard JC Santos. JC comes on the show to talk about his playing career, playing at East Providence, his time playing at CCRI and playing under coach Rick Harris and his excitement to be playing at UMass Dartmouth for the upcoming season his, and what he did during the offseason working for locked in uh, basketball training and much much more. Um, a great interview with JC, just a great kid with a great head on his shoulders and just has a bright future ahead of him um, with basketball and everything that he's doing. I really enjoyed this interview, so you guys would definitely love this interview. But before I get into my interview with JC, remember you can watch today's episodes and all our other episodes on YouTube by searching the Roadie Runback. Um, and if you can't watch it, then please stay here and listen. Um, and remember to hit that subscribe button and hit that share button for both. Uh, but I really appreciate you guys for being here and listening to our show. Now for an interview with JC Santos. All right, here we go. On today's show, I've got a special guest. He's a former Virginia State University player and now a player for Dartmouth, uh, UMass Dartmouth basketball. And he is the owner of Locked In Basketball Training. I welcome onto the show JC Santos. JC, how are you today? I'm good. How's it going, Jeff? I'm happy to be here. I am excited to have you on the show. I love what you're doing. I like see your Instagram and everything like that. So I appreciate you making time for me to come on the show. So it, it means a lot to me. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Let's get to it. All right. So JC, I want, I want to know, I know that you love basketball and everything. I want to know what age did you start playing basketball? Honestly, like 10 months, probably like 10 months old. Like my dad would just sit me down. Like um, we'd have lunch. He put like old Jordan classics on and I just watched that as a kid. And then, but like on a 10 foot rim, four years old. That's when I started. Uh, we actually used to go to health tracks over there in Seekonk, like every day after school, after homework, just go and work out for like two, three hours a day, every day. That's awesome. And now I got to ask now, are you, a, I, are you a Jordan fan or are you a LeBron guy? What is it? I'm a huge Jordan fan. I don't get into that Jordan-LeBron stuff because, you know, it's, it's, it's never ending and it just goes into serious arguments that's so uncalled for. But I love MJ and I got total respect for LeBron. You know, they're both great players. Yes, yes, they are. They are both great players. I always just forget to ask. I heard the MJ. I was kind of kind of shocked given your age. So that's that's great that your dad started you on the right foot. But right, right. players to learn yeah. from either way. So that's Definitely. awesome. Now, was there a favorite player? And then you had mentioned that MJ, but is there another favorite player that you grew up like idolizing that you really want to model your game after? Um, probably Vince Carter. I loved watching Vince Carter at uh, at UNC, like even like old, old tapes of him. I like I was a big fan of Paul Pierce. You know, I'm a Boston Celtics fan, so I'm a ride or die Paul Pierce fan. But uh, definitely those two, I liked watching as a kid, and uh, Allen Iverson as well. That's awesome. That's really cool. And what do you think? What do you think about the Celtics now? Um, 
I mean, to be honest, where we ended up this year, I expected us to be. Um, I thought we were actually going to get past Miami, but having a point guard, Kemba Walker, who was only in the playoff one time before this and got swept, you know, he wasn't used to that caliber of play and that intensity. So I think if we can get like a dominant big man down in the paint, I think we'll be ready to go. I fully agree with you. I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to do in the draft and what they're going to make in the offseason moves and stuff like that. So it should be interesting. Smart picks is what we need. Yeah, smart picks and good strategy. Yeah, yes, it is. Uh, but back to your career. I mean, so you grew up playing and, you know, you played at East Province High School. What was your career like playing there? Um, it was it was good. I had, a, I, you know, it was fun. I love being at East Providence High School. You know, I started off freshman year starting JV. Um, you know, that was a good year. We started off, I think, with a good record. And then sophomore year uh, was still JV. I swung varsity at the end. So it was cool to get a good taste of that before I became an upperclassman. The junior year was very tough. Um, we had like a very big losing season. Um, I think we were like four and 12, I think. Oh, wow. um, and just turned senior year completely around with, you know, all my, all the guys in my class, Marcus McCarthy, Devontae Rose, Adam Duar, uh, you know, Zach Baker. And we turned it around. I think we went 12 and four, I think that next year. So it was a complete opposite flip-flop. Wow. That's crazy. What'd you guys do in the off season to make that flip? Um, we kind of met up at the parks over here in East Providence a lot. And we just, you know, anytime we could, you know, Adam played baseball. So, he, so he had baseball stuff going on too in the off season, but whenever we could, just try and get together and just play at Central Park over here or Agawam or, you know, Kent Height Park. We just try to play together and just get a little chemistry before season started. That's awesome. That's really cool. And what was it like, you know, going to that senior season? Is there a game that really stuck out to you the most? Um, probably two. If I could, it's, it's hard to choose. Um, our junior year, we actually played Durfee um, from Massachusetts at East Providence. And they put it on us so bad. Um, it was it was pretty embarrassing. So senior year, we got to go up there to their spot to start off season opener, and uh, and everyone played a great game. It was a it was a great team win. Uh, I think I poured in twenty plus something, but the whole team played great, and they had a big tough crowd, and their fans were there going crazy, and we came together and beat them by a, a good amount. I think it was by fifteen. So that was a great win, and another one was probably uh, at Classical. You know, Classical is known for having that crazy loud gym. Uh, it echoes like crazy. Uh, they had Jamari, they had David Duke, they had Rodney. So, you know, they had a really tough team. And we went in there, um, again, another packed game, and we won by, I think, 14. So it, it was a huge win for us because nobody really was counting us in. Everyone counted us out that season. So I think that was a great season to end off for senior year. That's awesome. And what's it like to go into those stadiums, like a classical or Durfee, and just beat teams, like in those loud stadiums and get that crowd quiet? Oh, it's, it's, it's such a good feeling. You know, you go in and the crowd's hyped up and they're hyped up and they have their music playing and we're just focused and, you know, we're just trying to do X's and O's that coach is drawing up and just do what we do in practice, which is just compete and, you know, and let everything fall where it may. That's awesome. That's really cool. And that must've been cool playing against, you know, David Duke, who's a, uh, you know, beating him who's a big PC player uh, now. So that must've been a cool, pretty cool to play against him and, you know, and show, show your stuff on the court too, as well against him. Yeah, it was cool. You know, David and I are cool friends. Um, I've been playing with him since middle school. We played AAU together and I had and I played against each other, you know, in recreation and outside of, you know, off-court stuff too. So he's a great player. That's awesome. That's really cool. And now what was your decision to play at CCRI? Um, so I had gone to prep school after East Providence High School. Um, I went to two prep schools, 
first semester and second semester, and I, I didn't get the results that I really wanted. Um, but I didn't, I didn't think it was time to call it for, for D3, you know, to, to go to schools that I could have went to from off of senior year. So I was like, you know what, uh, I trust Coach Harris, you know, he and I ha had to sit down and talk after my prep school year. And he was like, you know, if you come here and take care of business, you can get to where you want to be at. So I had to trust the process of going there and going the JUCO route and just doing the best I could. That's, that's awesome. And, you know, you come into that, that freshman year and there's 11 other freshmen. And a lot of the guys on that team are a lot of guys from Rhode Island that you were opponents against, I'm sure against opponents against or played against or even teammates. What's that like coming into that young core of a group and just with three sophomore leaders? I mean, uh, it was definitely, it, it was different. You know, you got a bunch of young guys coming from RI high school to, you know, division two JUCO. Then you've got other guys, you know, our, our sophomore players were all out of state. Uh, mostly we had Josh Williams, who was from Atlanta, Georgia. We had Chris Garcia. He's from New York. Justin Williams, he was from Connecticut. So, you know, it, it was a bunch of RI guys who knew each other and played against each other from middle school, high school, now going up to a different top tier of talent with out of state guys. So it's trying to mix all that together, you know, and put it together and have it work. It was it was new. You know, it, it was tough at first. Yeah, it's got to be, that's got to be really tough. But what's it like coming into, you You know, you come into your freshman year, what adjustments do you make to like, you know, catch up to the speed of the game? Is the speed of the game different from prep school? What's that like? Um, I mean, prep school definitely got me ready for um, Jugo, you know, playing at prep school, especially the, the second prep school I went to. It was called National Top Sports Institute, NTSI for short. It's now called Scotland Campus. And they're one of the best prep schools in the country, you know. They play against IMG, Brewster, you know, right. Putnam Science. So playing against, um, you know, that top, that talent, and, you know, playing against, you know, we had three guards. One was going to St. Francis, Brooklyn. One was signed to Florida Gulf Coast. One was signed to Hartford. So, you know, playing against those Division One point guards in practice at prep school every day definitely got me ready for the speed and the intensity of practice and the competition um, from, from when I was going to CCRI. That's awesome. That's so, that's so cool. And what's your second season? Like, what's that? How do you prepare yourself for the next season? Like, how do you get ready? How do you improve yourself as you go on to the next season? Um, mostly it was a relationship with coach Harris, um, you know, playing four years at East Providence, you know, under my uncle coach, Alex Butler, um, and then going to a whole new prep school playing under that coach. And then next year going to a new coach. So trying to not, you know, he and I butt heads a little bit at first um, we had some differences but, you know, we had a real sit down after our first season because, you know, we lost first round of playoffs in overtime up in upstate New York at Monroe College. Um, just really sitting down and what the goal was because we had dropped down to Division Three Juco that next year. Um, and we had, you know, not that many guys returning from the prior season. You know, we had a lot of sophomores leaving and some of the freshman guys didn't return. So we kind of had a whole new team. And we just sat down and tried to plan out you know, how we can, how him and I can collide and connect and still let my game, you know, prosper. That's awesome. And what was it like just being under, like working with Coach Harris and having him as a coach? He just, he seems like, you know, he's been that CCRI for 12, 15 years oh. now, for a while now. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's been there for a while. He's a good guy. You know, him and I are still close. We still have a, a good relationship. You know, that second year was a very big turnaround year. I mean, we started, I think we were 18 to know at home that year. We were top five ranked for division three Juco. Um, you know, I, I was top 10 assist in the country. Um, 
he and I really got along well. Um, he let me go out there and do what I had to do or whatever it took to win. And a lot of people don't know, uh, we, we started off that, that season with 18 guys. You know, 18 guys started off. You know, we had a 6'9 kid from Musaka. He ended up having, you know, issues and, and couldn't play. And around after Christmas break, we came back and we had – we had eight guys and that eighth guy was our team manager who we decided to give a Jersey because his dream was to play ball. And, you know, he didn't play in high school. He tried out my freshman year, didn't make it. So we had seven guys plus the team manager and we didn't lose a game all second half of the season until we lost in the uh, championship to go to nationals. Oh my God. That's crazy. That's, that's wild. So you've lost 10 guys in the, like right after Christmas. That's, that's, that's absolutely nuts. Yeah. We lost 10 guys and, and, I think two or three starters. I'm not really sure um, at the three and four position. So it was me and Peter Wilson from St. Ray's, you know, just trying to do whatever we could playing 30 plus minutes a game just to, you know, keep the win streak going and just try to, you know, make some noise at CC. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. How do you like playing that many minutes? Like, how do you like, how tired were you? Uh, pretty tired. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, ice baths were definitely needed after practice. Uh, <laughs> after games especially because peter and i were the leaders of the team yeah. so we had to not only you know i wouldn't say carry but but you know not only perform at our best every game but we had to make sure everybody was ready to play their best as well because you only have so many subs so you know the, the conditioning and practice you know it wasn't crazy but we just knew like we had to find that extra gear if we were tired otherwise you might not get a win yeah yeah that's that's crazy, man. That's a lot of minutes to be playing, you know, and a lot of games, a lot of big games that you that you had, and that that that's wild. And you you still played really well. I mean, you averaged sixteen and I believe seven assists, uh, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And what's that like? You know, you at you're in top. You were ranked sixth in the nation. You mentioned top ten. Uh, it was sixth in the nation in assists. What is that like? What? How important is that to get your teammates involved to you? Oh, big time. Um, you know, I, I love passing the ball and seeing guys get there, you know, share love of the game. And, you know, I knew if, if me and Peter were, were, were going to play that many amount of minutes, you know, it couldn't just be us scoring all the time in order to win because we'd be gassed by halftime. So, you know, just getting guys in that mentality to be ready to catch the ball and shoot and finish at the basket, you know, trying to get guys where they're, you know, most hot, most ready, knowing like what shooter is, is best on what side, just, you know, getting guys ready to just, you know, do their thing and specialize in their talent, you know. That's awesome. That's, that's great. That's that's just a great teammate. And that's just someone that, that's a high basketball IQ right there, too. Yeah. Just understanding that, you know, you need to involve your teammates. You, you and Peter could not do it alone by yourself. No, I, would, no. I would love to have you on my team. But <laughs> yeah. That's too. But that's awesome. And now, is there a game that really stood out the most to you? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. When we, uh, so actually our first half of the season, our first two losses were to Bunker Hill, who we lost to in the championship and uh, in Bristol uh, Community College. And Bristol had two of my high school teammates, Marcus McCarthy and Zach Vega. Um, so we actually lost both games um, at their place um, in the beginning half of the season. Second half of the season, we were turning it around um, and we had to play them at our house. And they were both ranked top 10 at the time. I think uh, Bunker was ranked third or fourth at the time. And when, when we played Bristol, they were fifth or sixth. And just beating both teams at our place, you know, we had a really good crowd because, you know, CCRI doesn't really bring in the crowd, you know, for games. 
But those two games, we had fans from, you know, the school coming, we had family coming and, you know, just beating both teams when they were ranked top 10 at our place, you know, just down to the wire, you know, nail biting games. Um, everybody dialed in, everybody got ready, you know, again, with eight or nine guys, whatever we had, you know, the odds were against us and we just buckled down and won. And, you know, the, the locker room was ecstatic. Coach Harris came in and we poured Gatorade on him. and He was dancing and stuff like that. And I think a, I think a huge thing for, for that second season, I, I would say was our chemistry off the court, off outside of practice. You know, guys were always, you know, at study hall together. You know, after practice, we'd go to the Wendy's down the street and we just hang out for hours and just talk and just talk and kick it and, you know, and just really bond. So, you know, anything, any problem we had on the court, we squashed it so fast, if there were any, but our relationship off the court with that whole team of eight or nine was just so strong. So on the court, it was even stronger. Oh, well, that's awesome, man. I, I love that. And that's great that you guys had such like a good chemistry and a great bond. And, you know, being able to, you know, squash any issues on and off the court with each other right away and will not want to carry over and just have that chemistry. I think chemistry is the biggest thing that makes a team go no matter yeah. what. And everyone knowing their roles and everything like that. That's 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 just amazing. It just sounds like, you know, good team, team leadership, good, good teammates and everything like that. And Wendy's is always a great spot, too. I love Wendy's. So. Yeah. You look good four for four after practice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, you probably need it. I mean, oh, my God. You know, imagine how many calories you were, you were eating during that season. So. Wasn't even thinking about it being so tired. You just wanted a good meal quick. Yeah, exactly. That's that's definitely understandable, man. If I was eating that, I'd be eating. Like, I'd order the whole, off the whole menu. If I could. Oh, man. Sometimes we did. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Now, when you finish up that season, also, by the way, before I get into that question, you love revenge games, I feel like, too. You're just – every time there's, like, a game that, like, same team beats you, you come right back and you beat them. Um, it, it feels so good. It feels yeah. very good. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I, I love it. The revenge tour. Got to gotta have one of those, right? Definitely. <laughs> that, that's so great. Yeah. Now, what was your decision to go to Virginia State University? So, um, after – after CCRI, um, not that many options I had that season. Um, you know, my dad and I really took time and started sending out emails and emails, you know, contacting as many connects as we could. And he had a connect um, down south with a guy named Mike B. Um, he played at Old Dominion. Um, and he had actually, my assistant coach, Drew Williamson from uh, Virginia State, played under Mike B. So uh, when my dad sent out my film, to Mike B, he sent it to Drew and Drew had called us immediately. And um, from there, uh, you know, Mike B started to make a few calls and some few other D2s were interested. I had some other D1s interested, but you know, that that seesaw game of calling and, you know, them having other recruits, it was a very, you know, tough wait. And, you know, Virginia State was very, uh, was very fond of me after I went on my visit and, you know, I performed well on my official visit and they were really, you know, just, I saw a lot of care in them, you know, and they were really, and they cared about me as an individual and as a man and me going there and, you know, getting my education, right. You know, being the only guy from upstate New England um, on the team, everybody was mostly from North Carolina and Virginia. So I, I saw a lot of love out of them, which is why I thought I fit in best um, over there. As long as, as, as well as that school being, you know, a HBCU, you know, all black college, you know, I was, it was a culture change for me. So I said, I think I'm going to try that and see how that goes. That's awesome. And what was that first year like? Oh, 
I loved it. I had an amazing time. Um, the culture was beautiful. Everyone's friendly down south. You know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Everyone's manners, you know, everyone's friendly. You create bonds fast, you know. Um, even though I played one year there, I'm never going to forget any of my teammates down there. I still talk to those guys, you know, to this day. Um, it was just amazing from practices to the games to, you know, the Virginia lifestyle to being on campus away from home, you know, 11 hours away. It was just a whole new, you know, eye opener for me. So I loved it. That's awesome. That's, that's great. And now are you returning back to VCU after this season? No, I'm not returning back to VSU. I'll, I'll be playing um, at UMass Dartmouth this upcoming January. That's awesome. Are you are you excited about that and uh, the the change of scenery? Or? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm ready for whatever God throws at me. Um, you know, uh, Jacob Ashworth, he plays at UMass Dartmouth. Um, he's there, you know, like star point guard, captain. Uh, I've played with him AAU for two years. You know, I've known him for since middle school. And he and I have worked out a few times this past summer and got together and played pickup ball. So I don't see anything, you know, causing problems with him and I, you know, coming together and trying to get a ring this year because UMass Dartmouth did lose in their conference championship. So we're not trying to repeat that this year. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's awesome news. That's great. I definitely am excited that you're going to UMass Dartmouth because hopefully if they let in the crowd, I can come to one of your games and catch, catch one of your games for sure. Uh, so that's exciting. Was there a certain decision that came into play when you went to UMass Dartmouth or was there just, um, I mean, to be honest, they were, they were probably my top decision from out of high school to out of JUCO, you know, like if I wasn't going to go to JUCO or if I wasn't going to go to, uh, Virginia state D2, uh, you know, I was going to go there, you know, coach Baptiste is a good friend of my grandfather. Um, he's been a fan of me since I was at East Providence, you know, same thing as VSU. I saw a lot of love out of him and he cared, always called me and checked up and saw how I was, uh, you know, and it's those small things that really make a kid want to make a decision to go somewhere over a place where you might, you know, win a lot, but the relationship with the coach isn't what you want it to be. And I'm, I'm, I'm big on that, you know, being able to come into a coach's office after a tough practice or, you know, tough loss, whatever, or even after a good win and just sit down and talk with him. I felt like that's the relationship that me and coach Baptiste, can and will have uh, this season. That's awesome. That's exciting. And when does the season start? Uh, I believe January third uh, or fourth is is practice is our official practice date. Um, but I know um, that we do have a Zoom meeting coming up soon, just to talk further about COVID and all the rules and all that stuff, and, and what's going to be happening so far this season. Okay. Cool. Cool. Keep me updated for sure. I definitely uh, definitely yeah. want to come catch a game if they allowed fans in the game or. There's a link I can watch a, a game or something like that. View that. So yeah, keep, I hope so. Keep me up to that. Now I want to now I want to jump you know into something that you that I saw on your Instagram page that was that was really cool, and I thought that you're doing something great for the kids out there. What made you start locked in basketball training? So actually, locked in training was not my idea. Um, a former high school teammate of mine, Amalit Tavares, he's from East Providence. He was a senior when I was a junior. He actually started this. Um, it's, it's his business locked in. He had called me actually, I remember, cause I was, it was, uh, I was in my dorm and I was playing 2k, you know, as, as every college basketball player does, uh, he had called me and just, you know, we had a long conversation about him starting up this business, you know, this basketball training idea. And, you know, I was like, you know, I'm all for it, you know, like giving back to the youth, what we didn't have, 
as well as keeping me in the gym, you know, and working out with the kids or after the kids, you know, keeping me in the gym that way I can get on my game. I was all bought in. So I was like, you know, when, you know, when I get back, let's have a real sit down, you know, face to face and let's map things out and let's get it going. That's, that's so cool. That's awesome that you guys are both able to do this and get it going. What's it like to work with the best kids around Rhode Island, work with kids and get them ready for basketball and help them prepare for their seasons? I love it. You know, I, I don't think there's a better job for me personally, you know, being able to, cause you know, at first, even when I was in high school, you know, RI didn't have that much attention as it does now. And there's a lot more love in the state and there's a lot more kids getting recognition. You know, there's more trainings, more camps, more AAU teams starting. And, you know, Malik and I were like, if we can have a chance to give, you know, kids a fighting chance to even, you know, go play division three, division two, division one, whatever. And you're not even just, not even just basketball, outside of basketball and, and be a mentor for them, for kids that, you know, don't have somebody older to look up to and talk to, call, even about school, life, anything we were going to take that opportunity and that's with locked in and we, and we built a bunch of bonds with kids now, you know, basketball wise or not um, that we're very proud of. And, and we love to look at and go watch in their AU games and stuff. That's awesome, man. I, I it, it's just totally amazing to hear you talk about it. You have such a good heart and like you and Malik, you know, and what you guys are doing and how you guys are creating this great thing in, in the state of Rhode Island. I think it's much needed and, um, it's, it's awesome. I'm very, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm so, you know, you guys are very mature and I am so proud of both of you for what you're doing. And I, I am so happy that there's something out there for you, you. There's people like you guys out there that are just helping those kids out because I feel like most kids need that. And, you know, that's something that I know growing up, I didn't really have. So it's awesome that there's mentorship from coming from you and a, a guy that's been out there playing college basketball and can give guidance to those kids that are looking to play college basketball and can give the skills so that's this is absolutely amazing what you two are doing and you know uh sh shout out to malik for and everything that he's doing too so like yeah, you know he's, yeah. he's doing an amazing job man like he keeps me on my toes every day he's got new business ideas and new meetings and new stuff to, to you know go by and go just to you know help you can get our business better and you know and we want to make this thing go to where we got you know locked in at different locations all over the state and just you know and so on and so on so you know I love it. I love it. It's, it's just amazing. I can't wait to see it come down to South County area too. And yeah, down here for sure. But I also, another thing I saw a video. So you guys had some of the best players in the state playing against each other. What was that like during the summer? Yeah. Um, so Corey Wright, uh, at get right skills basketball. You know, that's his Instagram. He and I and Malik had sat down and we had thought, you know, cause East Providence actually had just, uh, redid one of their basketball parks, you know, Pierce Stadium where EP has their football games. Um, and we had just sat down and was like, what if we have like, you know, a big event of all like, you know, the top high school kids in the state come and compete for a day, you know, from all day and just bring kids out and just and let kids, you know, showcase their talent and, and get exposure and bring different coaches and trainers in and just get it all going in one big event. And I was on board and Malik was on board and we ran with it and it was a huge, it was a huge success. You know, we had music going, there was family there. You know, it was, it was just a vibe that you wanted to be at and see. And the kids had a good time. It, it was competitive. It was just, it was a scene that you love to see. You know? That's so, that's so awesome. I'm jealous. I missed out on that one. I'll have to catch it next year for yeah. sure. But that, that's, that's so cool. And that's great that you guys are doing that. And I hope it continues next year as well during the summer. 
Yeah. Um, you know, so just, just like I said, shout out to you guys and you and Malik for doing great things. And I'm excited for uh, more to come out of the both of you and more to see what Lockton has, has to bring to the table as well. Yeah, we've got a lot coming in stores from merchandise to other events. We've got new equipment coming in. So, you know, it's going to get better and better uh, from here on out. So, you know, we've got big plans. And again, we just want to keep spreading that love and positivity for all, you know, the youth basketball players in Rhode Island, you know, things that we didn't have when we were kids, you know. Absolutely. Now I got to get one of those shirts. You got to tell me where I can get one of those uh, locked in shirts. I like that. Yeah, shirt. man, just give me a call. You know, we got a lot of merchandise coming in. We've got different colors coming in. So definitely give me a call. I'll send you a hoodie, a shirt, you know. <laughs> Uh, as of right now, this is the only one that I have, so I got I, I can't give you this. No, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You got to represent. So. Yeah. Um, now I want to ask too. Now, what's your favorite thing to do outside of basketball, or something favorite you have, like in Rhode Island, or what, what do you like to do? Uh, I, I mean, summertime, my dad and I like to go fishing a lot. Uh, nice. We go fishing. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a throwback kid. You know, I like being outside. You know, when, when I was in middle school, I, I wasn't inside. You know, on the PS2. I was outside riding bikes. I was out at the park playing football, you know, whatever I could to just be outside. Um, nowadays, you know, I'm the same way. I like to hang out with friends and just go be adventurous outside. Um, I do make music on the side now, um, just as a hobby, you know, it's, it's nothing crazy. You know, people hit me up, dude, you're a rapper. Like, no, 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 no. It's just, you know, it's just a fun hobby. You know, it's cool. Um, my cousin, who's, who's like my big brother, you know, his name is Shining Thomas. Uh, He's an artist and R.I. upcoming rapper, you know, uh, just being around him for the past three, four summers, just watching him grow as a rapper, as an artist, as a man, you know, it kind of just inspired me to be in the studio as well as, you know, having a father who's, who was once, you know, a big time DJ and still one of the best DJs that I've ever seen perform, um, you know, just music has always been around me and I've always had a love for music. So I was like, I'm going to go in the booth and see what happens and just take it from there. So that's that's awesome that's so cool and now i can listen to that on spotify if i wanted to check it out yeah it's out on spotify it's out on youtube it's out on itunes apple music everywhere i've got two singles right now it's called want and need and the first one was called maintain uh so those are out everywhere and i've got an album coming out soon probably uh, dropping December 1st so for those who want to go show and support and show love definitely go and get those two and let me know what you think you know i love all feedback negative positive it's all right that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, definitely have to check it out for sure. Uh, you know, I am just a big fan of yours uh, overall. Thank you so much for coming on the show. That's all I have for questions for today. But, you know, I'm a big fan of yours, big supporter of yours. I can't wait for your basketball season to get going. And so I can actually catch a game or two of, of yours and, you know, and uh, definitely see more of Locked In and then definitely going to be listening to your raps. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I had a great time talking, you know, just about everything with me and Locked In and music. You know, it was great. Love the interview, and uh, hopefully they do let fans in. That way we can chop it up in person, and, and I can give you a T-shirt too. You know? Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. That'd be great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I hope so too. But JC, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it, and we'll definitely have to have you back on the show. So, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it anytime. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks you too. All right, that was my interview with J.C. Santos. Just a great kid with a good head on his shoulders. Looking forward to the upcoming season with him playing at UMass Dartmouth and just for more future things of what he's going to be doing with his career. Just awesome, awesome. Can't wait to have him back on the show when the time comes uh, to have him on the show and hopefully get some get some updates about his season and everything that he's doing at UMass Dartmouth with their season coming to play hopefully in January. 
On Wednesday, I have a great interview for you guys, too. I'm catching up with a couple Cherho alumni, uh, basketball players, Levi King and Nate Filosetti. Just a great interview with those two. They're really funny uh, and really enjoyed enjoyed their company and have them on the show. Definitely going to have to have them back on. But you guys will definitely enjoy that episode. That episode will come out to you on Wednesday. So we will see you guys on Wednesday. And have a safe rest of your week. And see you Wednesday.